This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your Coming Out Coach on the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast. I'm here today with loss expert Kathleen L. Kathleen, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Annie, for having me. I'm excited to be able to share whatever I can share for you. Uh, and it's and it's going to be good. So let me share a little bit about you um, so everyone knows what kind of a treat they are in for today. <laughs> Kathleen L. is a three-time number one international best-selling author of Shattered Together and Women Who Rise, transformational speaker, certified success coach, and healer, creator of the Elology. Did I say Elegy. that right? Elegy. Elegy. Yeah. Elegy Healing System and co-host of Beyond Your Best Plan podcast. Kathleen shares powerful healing techniques for those who have experienced unexpected loss or hidden trauma to reconnect with their joy and move beyond limiting beliefs. She has coped with multiple traumas, but the death of her 19-year-old son from suicide was the catalyst that changed her life forever. Today, she assists in changing the trajectory of others' lives by providing the tools that aid them on moving through the emotions accompanied by these challenging experiences. Whew. Kathleen, yeah. thank you. Um, we will definitely dive in a little bit more, but first I want to thank you for being here on this podcast, the coming out loved and supported. And, um, I want to ask you really quickly, uh, how have you been able to support the LGBTQIA community? Oh, what a great question to lead this off with. Um, I was a legislator for eight years in Vermont and then ultimately worked for the governor and lobbied. But for the eight years that I was there, I served six years on the Judiciary Committee. And it was during the time that we were debating whether rights and responsibilities should be honored and given <laughs> as equal rights and responsibilities to the, your community. And um, so I sat on judiciary and we debated that, that legislation. We ultimately uh, created a law called civil union, which all of you I'm sure are very well aware of it in Vermont. And the reason why we created civil union was because we knew at the time that there was no way marriage was gonna go through and we knew we needed to do something. So we created like a, a step um, process here. And so in the committee, um, we were talking about how we wanted to name this this new law and um, I, I came up with now I know I channeled it but at the time I was like why don't we call it civil union it's about civil rights and responsibilities it's about a union between two between two people so I am so honored I think out of all the time that I spent as a legislator that and um, domestic violence were the two um, 
legislative pieces that I am most honored to be a part of. Those are huge too. Yeah. You're yeah. our hero. <laughs> Thank you so much. We might need you to come down to Texas and teach them a thing or two. Be happy to. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so Kathleen, the reason I had you come on was you are a loss expert. So can you share a little bit about your journey and how you came to be a loss expert? Absolutely. I mean, you spoke a little bit about the catalyst, but I want to give you a little more history. So you have a, a clearer understanding of all the losses that I've experienced in my life. As a child, I grew up in a um, low to middle income family. Um, my birth father was an abusive alcoholic. I experienced sexual, physical, and emotional abuse before I was at the age of two. Mm. Um, so I absolutely understand what um, a childhood of trauma can create because that created the catalyst for me to continue to repeat a pattern of, of judgment, limited beliefs of myself, um, shame. And I followed that pattern by bullying and marrying um, people who were not necessarily in my highest and best. And I wouldn't change any of that today. Um, and ultimately I, I was a CEO of a large commercial construction association in um, 2010. And my son struggled with mental health illnesses and no one would have known it um, on the outside. He was gregarious and kind and friendly and sweet and friends with all walks of life. And yet he really struggled and at home, you know, we had challenges. And on the outside, I appeared as if I was all is well, and I was successful. And on the inside, I was dying as well because my son wasn't speaking with me. Um, and when I found out that Logan had taken his life, he had taken his life when he was angry at me and actually wrote a note saying he didn't want me in his, uh, at his service. So it shattered me. And for the following three months, um, I really wanted to die as well. So I understood um, the pain that he was in. And I was lying on his grave, just begging and pleading and wishing, please, whoever, whatever took, took my son, please take me too. I can't do this anymore. My daughter lived um, about 1500 miles away. She was in college and I was on my own. And I just, I, I just didn't want to live because of my own pain and guilt that was wrapped around the fact that I couldn't save my son, that I was supposed to be able to save my son, that I was the cause of my son's suicide. And all of these limiting beliefs that are not true. And at the time, I felt that as if it were true. And I heard this message out of nowhere when nothing else was clear. It was extremely clear. If this happened in your life, then you're meant to do something with it. So now mm. go do it. Mm. So that was the jump start to me starting to speak out about mental health awareness, about suicide, about how we even label suicide. You know, a lot of people still say committed suicide. And so I educate people about that word. You know, people who die by suicide are usually, it's over 90% of those who die by suicide either are diagnosed or undiagnosed with mental illness. And they are just like anybody who dies with cancer or diabetes or any other illness. It is that they, they cannot 
withstand the pain any longer. And that's exactly why I chose to, to step into my own healing journey. So where I could assist other people through their journey to let them know that there are options that you don't have to suffer the way you're suffering, that you can actually walk through the emotions that you're feeling in the moment. So where you can release those walls of protection so you can find your own light within. Gosh. So, um, there was, there was so much there and I know that had to be a very difficult and sounds like a really lonely journey. Um, I know the time frame, right. Doesn't matter, but I'm, I'm just curious for, for my sake and not right. Anybody listen, you don't compare yourself to someone else and their grieving process, but about how long did it take you to get to a place where, okay, I'm going to use this to help others. So I immediately stepped into helping others. So this is what I would recommend you not to do. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, after I heard that message, I jumped in the doing and that had been a pattern of mine is to prove myself. I had to do, 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 and not Mm -hmm. feel the feelings that I was feeling. And so I immediately stepped into uh, speaking out, being, uh, being the uh, voice of, of suicide awareness and, and languaging around and prevention thereof. And um, it was not until about a year after that every time I spoke out, you know, whether it was on a radio show or on a TV um, interview, every time I spoke out, I was down for the count a week after. Mm-hmm. I was full of pain and full of shame. And just, it was almost as if every time I spoke out, I was beating myself up even more and more and more. It's almost public shaming is what I did. Um, and I still was helping people. So again, I wouldn't change anything I've ever done. Um, and I would encourage people to really step into their journey early on. So it was about a year after that I decided to see a cognitive thought therapist And let me step back a bit. I did see a grief specialist and that only helped me so much. It was really just being of support. And so I blend the healing modalities that I worked with, that I became a master of, the knowledge that I gained through other um, techniques and tools throughout the decade of learning and growing and allowing. I've condensed that down into a three-month program and a six-month program. So where people don't have to feel, they don't have to sit in the suffering. So how I talk about grief, and this is all inclusive, like if you're dealing with a loss of a loved one, you don't have to sit in suffering. If you're feeling as if you're suffering, then you can prevent that loss by actually stepping into those feelings with uh, an expert, a a cognitive thought therapist, someone who can assist you through the intensities of what you're feeling. So I like to talk about like, there is pain in life. Today, I experience pain in life. And yet I don't expect that I have to suffer. And suffering means that we are stuck on the limiting beliefs the emotions that don't feel good. Um, We're stuck in that and we either mask it, avoid it, um, pretend it doesn't exist, um, over-exercise, over-eat, under-eat, over-work. It's the excessiveness of avoiding the feelings that that are our natural feelings to feel. And so I help people work through that, those emotions. So they can move through the pain of their experience and not suffer. 
Wow. I, I can imagine that you help people tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a point in your journey where you're like, no, I don't like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I just want to do this on my own. I just want to be by myself. <laughs> there was a point in my journey several times of saying, I'm done, like enough. I'm done with healing. I don't want to do this anymore. You know? So there's four or five steps forward and a couple steps back. It is not a, a trajectory of a straight line. It is, I like to explain it, it feels a little um, like an ocean. At first you feel like you're in quicksand. So every step you take, you're going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then as you work through your emotions, you start to feel like you're in a, in, um, a swamp and then a pond, and then an ocean. So as the ocean starts to to move, as we start to work with our emotions, they're like waves. And as we start to allow those emotions, we we can float with the waves. And the second we start to suppress it or avoid it, we start to sink. Mm -hmm. And it's like holding our breath underneath the water and trying to stay underwater when you're naturally meant to be on top of the water. Mm, that's what a great visual. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what would you, what would you say is a good time for someone who has experienced a loss to reach out to someone like you? Almost immediately. I, I really, I truly, you know, based on the group that I have from grief to Blue stepping stones in Facebook, it's a group that are, that varies from immediate loss to 10 years ago. And the people that are there from 10 years ago are the people who didn't deal with the emotions early on. So Mm -hmm. the the sooner you start to acknowledge and recognize the shattered together a mother's journey from grief to belief in that book, there are are, um, practices at the end of each chapter. And what the book does is to help Um, understand where you are and the emotions that you're flowing through. It's not to say that our journeys are the same. It is to acknowledge that you're not going crazy, that you're not different, that you're not alone, that you actually have what your experience is normal. It it is normal to be experiencing what you, what you are experiencing. It's that you don't have to get stuck in that experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so there, I would say early on, start the earlier you start, the less suffering you have and the more ability that you can, um, you can move through the pain that you're in. Right. And, you know, I feel like it's, it's the same with just life coaching in general. I know with mine, it's, you know, once you do that, it's not only ju- good for you, but your family, people surrounding you, like it impacts yeah. all areas, right? Yeah. And, and, and I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> You're fine. <Okay. laughs> and I get so excited when I talk about this, Good. because I just want people to know that, that it is a journey. Healing is a journey. It is not a destination. It's just like life. You know, life is a journey and there are events in our life that occur. Sometimes, most of the times we can't affect the events, we cannot change the events that have occurred. What we can do is change our response to those events. So we can can dictate how we want to live. We can choose to live in pain and suffering, or we can choose to step into our journey and move through that and feel lighter and more connected with joy and love and peace. 
And the other thing I, I, I just am being guided to share is that while their physical presence, if you've lost a loved one, I'm truly, I'm, you know, my heart goes out to you. And know that just because their physical presence isn't here doesn't mean their energy presence isn't. Because what I share with other people is how to connect energetically with their loved ones, how to know and recognize signs uh, that they're here. Today, for example, I was standing in my kitchen and I was looking out over it's an open floor plan and I was looking out the window in my living room. My couch is up against the window and the blanket was sprawled out uh, over the back of the, uh, the couch. And I'm like, oh, that looks kind of, that looks nice. It was just like, it was cobalt blue. And I'm like, that looks really nice. Then I saw it. The angel, the, the blanket was spread out as if there were angel wings on my on my couch. So there are messages that are shared with us every single day along our journey that we just don't even recognize, especially if we're stuck in the suffering. I imagine that can bring people a lot of peace, right? Yes, knowing exactly. and knowing what to look for and just having that because I'm sure like how long was it before you were able to know about those kinds of signs or is it from the beginning? It was from the very beginning. Um, Logan's cat was on a table. You know, the flowers were still all around the house. It's pr- probably a couple of weeks after his transition, and um, Logan's cat got up on a on a uh, on a table, then put his paw on one side of the 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 wall, and then the the other paw. There were photos of Logan. There were three photos, um, and he kept petting the 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 photos and then crying so he knew logan was there and he just like he get and i'm using my hands to describe this (laughs) but it's just um it was beautiful and then there's other times that i felt you know logan's body spooned me and and his his energy his soul spooned me and i just cried just from my soul um can bring me right back there yeah yeah and it's a beautiful sign when we're, when we're able to be present with that. And that's when I started to believe that I had the ability to channel, to be the medium, to be a healer. And I didn't trust it then. It's been a journey mm-hmm. of trusting my gifts. And just like I said, you know, when I channeled the name of civil union, I know today I channeled that. That wasn't from my own thoughts. Um, and I can look back over most of my life of knowing that I had that ability, but I never trusted or believed in it. That's incredible. So um, I do have a, a, a specific question. Um, when Logan passed away, he was angry, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so with your experience and, you know, anyone that might be listening who had that similar experience where, you know, when this occurred, this person was angry at them, Mm -hmm. right. And maybe even left a letter or a video or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what do you have to share with them? Because it sounds like right now with what you're experiencing with Logan, there's a a peace and a lovingness. So, um, what can you, what can you share? Oh, that's such a great question, Annie, because it's so important. When our, their souls cross over, and I say transition, because again, it's about their body no longer being here and their souls are set free. Not that I would encourage suicide to anyone. That is not the answer. 
Um, however, when the soul's crossed over, it, they're living from that light. So we all have light within us. And sometimes it's just masked so much we can't find our own light. And he felt alone. He felt lost. He felt as if he had no purpose. He felt, you know, we there, as we, we probably all know, but when people attempt suicide and survive, they often say, I thought it was better for my family to not have to put up with what I was going through. And in fact, it just causes more pain. Mm -hmm. um, and so from the soul's perspective, they, they're here to guide us. They're here to love us. They're here to share with us. You know, um, I've went to many mediums and my entire body has goosebumps now. So then I know that I'm on track. Um, when I, I had went to many mediums after Logan's transition and every single one of them, none of them knew me from all over the world. So they had no idea about the story. And every single one of them said, there's a young boy here saying, I'm sorry, I love you. Had I known it caused so much pain, I wouldn't have done that. I love you so much. And so know that, that even when their human self is angry as, as human beings, we become angry. We don't know how to deal with those emotions. And that's why I teach people about working through their emotions and their soul is the light. It is love. It is the source. It is what we are. And they don't want to see us suffering. Um, Logan actually helped, helped me create the cover to shatter together, you know, 10 days before the book was, was launching, we still didn't have a cover because I knew in my soul that the covers that were coming out just were not meeting what I knew was, was supposed to be. So I went to bed one night and I just said, Logan, I need your help. So if you could be just as clear as possible about what you want on this cover, I, I, I will do that. I just need your help. In the morning, I woke up with the cover, complete cover image in my it, there waiting for me. I love that. I love yeah. that. Wow. Um, so did you say that you also uh, work with people that are struggling with um, depression and suicidal ideation or... Yeah, I do. I also, you know, I, I think it's still good to go to a cognitive thought therapist. I think it's still good to work with their team that they have. And I also know that what causes from my, from, from my perspective and where I sit, what caused me, and I can only speak for me, what caused me so much pain, so much depression, so much anxiety and self-loathing was my limiting beliefs about myself. And mm -hmm. as I started to work through those limiting beliefs and that shame, you know, all the, um, I started to uncover my own light. So I started to see that I actually brought light in. So from how we respond to the world, and I think this is an important um, aspect to, to bring up, is how we respond to the world is how is what we knew from zero to eight years old. So whatever we knew in our life from zero to eight, we create, we create a program that we need to protect ourselves or stay safe or create food or whatever, whatever experience that created some kind of trauma in your life. We continue to repeat that pattern and we act from that limited belief, that limiting story 
for, as a three-year-old, my father shot, my birth father shot at us. Um, and out of that story, I believe that I wasn't protected. You know, I was separated from my mom and my sister because it was the safest place today. Now I know that was the safest place for me, but at the time my mom and sister were in the bathtub and I was in a corner because I was the smallest and could Mm -hmm. fit in the corner Mm -hmm. and I couldn't fit in the bathtub. But at that moment I created a story in my mind. What about me? I'm not, I'm not good enough to be loved. I'm not good enough to be protected. And, and so that continued to repeat throughout the rest of my life out of that limited story. There is more to the story than we can see with our human eyes until we're able to step into that story and recreate a new story around that. Today, I know that my mom did the best she could. She protected me. Um, she risked her life um, to, to keep our, uh, us children, you know, my, mom, my sister and I, and um, she was willing to be beaten on a regular basis just so she could keep us. And that takes strength. And so I, I live my life today through all of the healing modalities that I've used and I've experienced and, um, and I teach today. I live my, t- my, my life today with limited judgment. I will say I am human, that I do have self-judgment at times. Um, but when we stop judging ourselves and we start to love ourselves and really um, allow ourselves to be cared for, Um, we start to judge others less. We start to live in joy. We start to to believe that we are worthy. And we create a story of if source thought we were a good idea to be created, then why don't we? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And having that grace and compassion for ourselves and others, like there's not a better way, right? right? Knowing that we're we're all doing our best and you know, being able to shift those perspectives are are huge, no matter um what your situation is, right? Yeah. I also uh, I also want to say that all the experiences that I, I've had, whether it was physical, sexual, emotional abuse as a child, you know, divorced several times, bullying the death of, or the transition of my son or the human death of, of Logan, all of those experiences created the being that I am today. And had I not experienced all of the, the previous traumas in my life, I would have never survived my son's suicide. Mm-hmm. And now I get to lead from a place of compassion because I understand all of that. So all of those experiences helped me help me hold compassion for anybody in any situation whatsoever. Yeah, that's just incredible. Uh, Kathleen, I know that people are, are listening to this and whether it's themselves or they know somebody that could use, uh, like listen to this message, uh, how can they reach out to you? How can someone reach you or work with you? Um, my website is the best place. It's called just KathleenL.com. So my name is spelled out with a C, C-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-E-L-L-E.com. And um, I have a private Facebook group called From Grief to Belief Stepping Stones. And that is for people who have lost a loved one. Um, 
can be yesterday, it could be 10 years ago, it doesn't matter. And I support people in that group. And there's new programs that are coming out. I have a great program that's um, called um, From Pain to Possibility. It's a five day, um, one hour each day, five days in a row, understanding grief, learning how to work through your emotions, um, breaking the myths of grief. <laughs> And um, actually at the end, I have a bonus day. The sixth day is to connect with your loved one. Oh, wow. Yeah. For yes. $47. You can't that's, that, so, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. So yes, yeah. reach out to someone that you know can benefit from that um, program. Um, I'll have the links in the show notes. So just below the podcast, scroll down and, and go. Well, there'll be... Um, from KathleenL.com. Once they click on that, they'll find the program or it'll be a different link. It's a different link. So I'll share okay. that link with you as well, Annie. And it's All just, right. uh, it starts in a couple of weeks. So, Oh that, yeah, that's amazing. Okay. We might have to skip this one ahead to make sure it, it comes out in time. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm so grateful for you and um, for, for Logan, right. Being, with you and helping you out, you know, every step of the way. I think that's amazing. And I really appreciate your story. Um, I just wanted to share this, this fact. Um, I got it from the Trevor project and it was, I believe from 2021. And it says uh, the LGBTQ community between ages 13 and 24, um, there's someone that attempts suicide every 45 seconds in the U S so it's a serious thing, a serious, um, and I think Kathleen, like you said, knowing some correct language and how to talk to people that are struggling and also how to talk to people who've lost somebody is, is very important. So I'm glad that you are here <laughs> to educate us and to help us, um, continue learning. Um, There's another statistic, uh, yeah, 13 please. to 24, it's the second leading cause of, of death mm -hmm. nationally. And in some states, it's the first, it's the leading cause of death of 13 to 24 year olds. Yeah, so it is truly a pandemic. It is not um, something to take lightly. And one tool that I'd love to leave the listeners with is that whether you're experiencing the loss or you're feeling loss, I call it the grief prescription. And this could help you no matter what. It is the three Bs. Be in the moment, because as you ruminate over what was or think about what your future is going to be, you're living in depression or anxiety because mm -hmm. you're thinking your life is always going to be or not be. Um, breathe, consciously breathe, consciously Take time out and breathe, do the four squared method, breathe into the count of four, hold it to the count of four, breathe out to the count of four, hold it to the count of four and do that four times in a row because that helps move your energy and it also helps you bring you back to the moment. And the third is believe, believe you're not alone, believe you are love, believe you can make it through this and believe in yourself. Thank you for those three steps. Yes. Those are good for everyone. I love it. Yes, um, all right. So I'm, <laughs> I'm curious, what have you been watching? We have a few. <laughs> so at left turn, um, what have you been watching? I know you mentioned 
you just finished up, was it Bridgerton? Yes, I, I did finish up Bridgerton, but I don't watch a lot of TV or movies. And the I what I watch is usually educational. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, one of the things that I recently watched was Lucy, and there's some violence in it, mm-hmm. but the movie is really about the power of our mind and how we use such a very limited amount of our mind and how once we step and believe in the bigger the bigness that we are. Um, it, it allows us to think differently. We can watch our thoughts. We don't have to get involved in them. They, so mm-hmm. it's really, Lucy's a really, it's a great movie. Just L-U-C-Y? L-U-C-Y. Not exactly. I love Lucy. It's not no. that one. <laughs> where, did you, where did you watch this one so we can hunt it down? I think it's remember? on Netflix. I think it's, I think oh. it's, and if not, you can just go to YouTube, type it in and you, you can rent it for $2.99. Perfect. Yeah. That's I want to check that one out. You yeah. also mentioned Inspired Nation. Yes. I love Inspired Nation. Um, it's a podcast, although you can watch it on YouTube. So Michael Sandler, um, he's a little quirky and yet he has so much inspiration that he interviews people on empaths and lots of times people who have challenges are taking on other people's emotions. So that's what an empath is. And he just interviewed um, Anita Morgiani who actually um, died and came back with stage four cancer. And she's just, she's all about working, you know, with your emotions as well. So great, great podcast. Ooh, those both sound incredible. Well, uh, thank you again, Kathleen, for being here and saying a lot of stuff that needs to be said and heard and then listened to again. (laughs) So if you enjoyed this the first time, um, listen to it again. I'm sure there is many nuggets that you can take away and, and share with others. So thank you, Kathleen. Thank you, Annie, for having me. I really appreciate being part of your community. Thank you so much. All right, here is our quote. What sexual preference do you hope she has? Happiness. Isn't that cool? That was from Francesca Leah Block. Thank you once again for listening to the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Please check out the show notes on how to reach out to Kathleen and other great resources for support groups and more. If you haven't heard this today, I love you. And yes, you are enough in all the ways. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.